Howdy folks, you're listening to Smarticus Tells History, the podcast where we discuss some of the wacky and crazy stories your friends may have told you. So sit down, have a beer or two, and let's learn a thing or two. Howdy folks, welcome back to Smarticus Tells History. I am your host, Smarticus. On this week's episode, we will be discussing one of the oldest and most popular board games across the globe. I am, of course, speaking of Monopoly. Now, although it would be hard to believe that you haven't heard of the game, but just in case, Monopoly is a game in which usually four players will roll two six-sided dice in order to move around the board. Around the border of the board are properties ranging of prices. You can end up in jail, pay tax, earn money, or items through chance and community cards. If you do find yourself in jail, you cannot leave unless you meet one of the guidelines to be removed. Each player will collect rent on the properties that they buy, and the main goal of the game is to eliminate the other players by forcing them into bankruptcy. Each player has a specific game piece that depends on which edition of the game you buy. However, the standard edition comes with an iron, a top hat, a shoe, a wheelbarrow, a lantern, a car, a dog, and a thimble that the players can choose from. A few years after the game was released, the battleship and a cannon were also added, but are not part of the original pieces. The game itself has hundreds of different versions based on different themes and even TV shows. It is actually licensed in over 103 countries and more than 37 different languages. The game itself has often been known to start several family feuds, so play with caution. Alright, now that we got that out of the way. Have you ever heard of a man named Christopher Clayton Hutton? Probably not, but you should have, as it was his idea that saved the lives of many prisoners of war. You see, when he was a young boy, he had met the famous Harry Houdini, a meeting that he never forgot, and eventually led him to a fascination with inventions and escapology. In 1939, he was employed as an intelligence officer for MI9 in an effort to help prisoners of war escape from German prison camps. It was not uncommon for pilots of the Allied forces to wind up crashing over enemy lines and find themselves imprisoned. It was his job to get as many of those men back as safe as possible. His role was actually remarkably close to that of, you know, the James Bond character Q. Hutton had been developing numerous different escape plans in an effort to bring those men back home. Ideas such as cloth maps being sewn into uniforms, compasses so small that they could be hidden on the back of buttons, blankets with clothing patterns on them which would be cut and sewn together by the POWs, even shoe heels with knives in them. However, the German guards discovered most of these, and so he was always forced to think of new ideas. It was in 1941 when he had enlisted the help of Waddington's, who had become the UK official publisher of the then Parker Brothers Monopoly game. Together, they devised a plan that would enable them to create escape kits hidden inside the Monopoly boards. You see, Waddington's had developed a technology that no other manufacturer had at that time. The ability to print on silk. The kits would include silk maps of European countries such as Norway, Sweden, Germany, France, and Italy. Knives, metal files, miniature compasses, rope, and real money were also hidden in the boards. It was important that the games retained their original design and not be altered in any way should it lead to discovery by the Germans. 
This meant that the board had to retain the same size, depth, and weight, as well as include all of these hidden items. Silk was one of the best materials for the maps because it wouldn't tear or dissolve in water as easily as paper would, and it was light enough to crumple into small spaces such as a boot or a cigarette box should it need to be quickly concealed. The silk maps also wouldn't make that rustling sound of paper when being handled and alert any of the German guards. As it would turn out, actually getting the board games into the Nazi camps was the easy part. Due to the Geneva Convention, Germany allowed charities to send POWs games to play in order to pass the time. The Germans thought that by allowing them to play games, it would distract the POWs from trying to escape and make them easier to control. <laughs> what a bunch of morons. Fake charities were then set up and began sending the prisoners care packages that contained the games with the hidden escape kits. Any soldier that was to be sent on a mission was told about the board games and to look for them should they end up getting caught and sent to the prison camps. The board games with the escape kits hidden inside were designated with a special mark inside the game that could be made to believe to have been a factory defect. Each map had its own unique special marking. It made sure that the correct maps were sent to the right POW camps. Now, a full stop mark after the Marylebone Station meant an Italian map. A full stop after Mayfair meant maps for Norway, Sweden, and Germany, and one after free parking meant maps of northern France and Germany. As it turns out, the escape kits were a huge success, and the German soldiers never caught wind of them. After the POWs received the games and emptied their contents, they were instructed to destroy them. Unfortunately, because of this, there are no remaining authentic World War II Monopoly games that contain the escape kits. That's a real shame for those history buffs who would have loved to have even seen just an authentic piece of history like that. On a positive note though, because of the escape kits, the British historians estimate that they could have helped thousands of captured soldiers escape from their prison camps. Talk about getting a jail at a free card. <laughs> Folks, as always, I hate to say it, but that is all we have for you guys this week. I hope you enjoyed this story, and if you would like to hear more war stories like this one, let us know on our Facebook page, Smarticus Tells History. Seriously, let us know what kind of stories you would like to hear, and we'll do our best to make it happen. A special shout-out and thanks this week to my good friend Lauren, who brought us this week's episode topic. I hope you guys enjoyed the show, and if you have heard any wacky and crazy stories that you want told here, you can go to our Facebook page at Smarticus Tales History and leave a comment. Now, with that being said, I'll see you next time, and you guys have a wonderful, fantastic, and awesome day. Bye now.